You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 51. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Welcome to episode 51. It's yeah. one after 50. It, yes. And we've got quite the show. I think so. I think we I mean, have... they're all quite the show. But maybe this one in particular is quite the show. Are you saying all the other ones were not quite the show? Oh, no. They're all quite great shows. I think for the first time ever, we actually have a show. That's true. What like, do you mean? Like we've planned out things to talk about? Like segmentation. Mm. Does that Does that a show make? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, we're going to talk about Batman versus Superman trailer. Do a little deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Some things. Some things to say there. I think there are some things. There's <laughs> there's a lot to mine. Things to discuss. Yeah. And I think we're going to bring back our segment that we tried out from last week. Talk oh. about best thing ever. Sure. Actually, have some updates to make from some previous episodes. Ooh, that's exciting because I'm sure there's lingering questions about things we've brought up in the past. Oh, no one's going to know. I'm going to have to tell everybody what it's from. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to have to recap the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody the, cares. Don't ever do that. Nobody there's cares. No need to go over everything again. Well, but it, are you saying if you have to explain the punchline of a joke, it maybe wasn't that funny to begin I, with? Yes, that's exactly what you're saying. That is dim. To a T. I feel like you've nailed that. We may have a rant or two yeah. keyed up. What we're finding is that rants are the easiest segments to plan. That's true. Because he's just like, what What annoyed me this morning? Oh, okay, I can talk about that. I feel like I could talk a lot about that. And I'm not sure why we haven't included one every episode well, I think thus we were, far. I think we were trying to not come off as angry people. And we're not angry people. I think just easily annoyed. Frustrated. I'm frustrated. You're not frustrated? Oh, yeah. Like within this moment, this very moment. I'm not frustrated right now. I will be when we talk about what frustrates me. Because you're getting the, because you're getting that nervous energy out. Yeah. By talking through it. My creative juices are flowing. I mean, I do that a lot. When I'm in the car sometimes by myself, I would just yell, like, and like say what I want to say to someone's face. I'll just say it out loud in the car so that I at least heard that I said it. And then I feel better. You mean like, you don't mean you have Tourette's, do you? No, no, no. But like if someone aggravates me. Shit! Yeah, no, no. If someone makes me mad, like I'll go outside and sit in the car and shut the door and be like, that motherfucker needs to shut their mouth. And, you know, and I'll just, I'll just let them have it, but not to their face. Oh, but I say it out loud and it makes me feel better. And then I can go back in and I'm calm because I've let that anger out. The words are there in the ether and they've been said, maybe not heard, but at least said. So instead of confronting someone with your anger and maybe inciting a rumble. Yes. Oh. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, some people I'll say it to their face, but there's certain people you don't say that to their face. Mm. I think there's a, a medical term for what you're describing. What is it? Chicken shit. Chicken. Ch- no, yeah. no, no, no. No. <laughs> That's okay. 
And I don't know. I, I feel like it served me well. It's good to mix it up every now and then. Oh, I I don't I don't mind mixing it up. I'm like I said, certain people I'll say it to, certain mm. people I won't. Okay. You I don't have a problem saying it to your face. Okay. I've okay. never walked out of your house into my car because you've aggravated me. I will just say it to your face. Well, that I know of. <laughs> That's true. I am pretty intimidating. It's true. I am. Hmm? I agreed with you. <laughs> to my dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. You're the alpha. <laughs> You're the alpha of the pack. Ah, I just want somebody to scratch me behind my ear every now and then. <laughs> yeah. and be... So I can get my legs start shaking. Ooh, yeah. Right there. All right. Well, since we have the Batman versus Superman trailer as top billing, I, I feel like we should get that out of the way first. Because this is going to be a semi-rant. A semi-rant. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be more than so a let's, semi. So let's fire I mean, I it up. It's going to be full on, a full on rant to the core. I mean, to the, yeah. Okay. Me firing it up. See if this works. Technology yeah. is. We're trying something new here. Yeah, we'll see how it works. Ooh. So we're just going to let it play. Do you have it on mute? Oh, maybe. I think you do. There you go. Is it unmuted? I hear it now. Good. That's exciting. So I was super excited about this trailer. When what are you, new? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say about technology? I was really excited, and then I saw it. Yeah, ben Affleck's got that same look on his face that I have when I think about Matt Damon. <laughs> I think, well, I think if when you compare careers, Ben Affleck's probably thinking mm. about Matt Damon right now. Starting off okay. Yeah, I was okay with the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like it got steadily like a downslope. I think Affleck's going to pull it off. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about Affleck. The more I think as he gets older, he does a good, he's become a much better actor. And he's got the kind of attitude lately, I think, that you need for Batman. Kind of like, eh, I'm Batman. I do what I want. And oh my God. But this guy. Well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> is Edwin in this movie? That's what it, it feels like Edwin is in this movie. And. Um, he mm. not terrifying at all. He has hair. Well, that, but I mean, I always found Lex to be a little intimidating, a little scary. And no, don't get that from him. I get punk kid that invented Facebook and then screwed over his friends. Well, yeah, it's funny you should say that. They got the perfect guy for it. Then. Yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> if we're going for the Zuckerberg type. I, I mean, I feel like he's typecast. Oh, give me Jeremy Irons as, uh, yes. Alfred, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, please. I mean, I love Michael Kine. <laughs> yes. But uh, Jeremy Irons is good, too. And the fights look like they could be good. Like they, like Batman can maybe hold his own, which is, who knows. And then Lois. They, we need more Lois. We need trailer. more Lois, for sure. Vehicles look kind of cool. Yeah. And Superman's costume, I still think, is cool. And Batman's costume the, is okay. The potential torture scene of Batman there looks pretty good. It does. And then Zod shows up, and then, and then, and then, and then, really? What did you do? Hmm. Oh, look, it's the abomination from the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not really. It's not. No, and then. But it looks like that. And then, oh, Batman's about to eat it, but no. Someone to the rescue with her little shield. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I was worried about this casting at first. Oh, I'm not at all. I'm actually fairly excited about it. Hmm. So there you go. That's the trailer. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Now, 
problems. <laughs> okay. You just want to start off with the problems? You don't want to give it any dap and then tear it down? I, I just I, want to start with the tearing down of. Well, the first thing that sticks out for me is I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to have, well, maybe they're going to have more reveals in the movie, but I feel like Doomsday is a pretty big reveal for you to just throw him in at the end of the trailer and you basically are saying that, oh, the title of the movie, Batman versus Superman... Is null and void. Null and void, yeah. Because so I, did you know that Doomsday was in it? I've Before heard the rumors. Tra- right. Rumors. But there's always rumors. Yeah. I mean, there's rumors that uh, somebody's going to eat it in The Force Awakens. Sure. But we don't. There's we, rumors, they're not showing us in the trailer. There's rumors that someone's going to eat it on The Walking Dead. There's always oh, yeah. rumors. So... That that was my first problem. It's like I, I feel like you're giving me too much. I feel like you. I feel like you don't. Why are you giving me Doomsday? Unless they have something a lot bigger that's going to be have a have a much larger wow factor. And I I just don't see Does that. that exists though in the in DC something bigger than Doomsday as a, as a villain shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't. No, I mean, it, but I mean. This is a little different. Do we need a spoiler alert? This, you know, Doomsday is no. the one that killed Superman. Oh no! Are you god, aware no. of that? Yeah, I. I mean, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, you've ruined it for me, <laughs> son of a bitch. You mean, <laughs> wait, wait, Superman dies, <gasps> and, and Doomsday is the one that kills him. <gasps> I mean, so I mean, never mind the fifteen copies still in the black poly bag that I have in the closet over just, here. No, your, I had no idea. It's your kid's college fund, right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're it's worth, worth shit. They're worth five dollars a piece now. No, if that five dollars together. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know of a bigger villain. I mean, it's debatable that there are other villains as big as him in DC, but I just, I don't, I can't think of one in the Superman mythos for sure. Uh, that uh, is no, there, there really, there really isn't. I mean, if you have the ability to kill Superman, that should make you right. And when Superman top kills of you, the heap, you only die for like. 48 hours, you know, and then you're back alive when they're shooting you off. It's a bit ridiculous. But clearly they're completely going with a different angle for Doomsday. Yeah. It's implied. It's not explicit in the trailer. Mm -hmm. It's implied that Zod is the foundation of Doomsday. And that Lex Luthor did some resurrection. Yeah. And apparently some sort of experimentation. Because it doesn't look like Zod anymore. Well, no. So it'll be... I'm not... Okay. But that I do. I have a big problem. You, there was no need to put that in. Building up the tension between Batman and Superman in the beginning where they're talking shit about each other, kind of Yeah. Kind of kind of backhandedly, like not really being explicit, but like pretty much saying like this dude's a clown, you know, that dresses up funny. And this dude's a vigilante that doesn't give a shit about anybody. You know, they're kinda of like eh. Yeah, so you've already told me that by the end of the movie, they're working together. together. Maybe it may be strained, but they're at least collaborating uh, together against a larger evil. Right, so the... And I think they could have kept that from us. I think they they should have kept that from us. And as a matter of fact, I'll have to find it, but there was a, a guy that actually recut the trailer and took out all of that, and it made it about 15 or 20 seconds shorter, I think. Mm -hmm. It's much better trailer. Yeah, I can imagine. It cut all of that out, and it left uh, all that was left as a mystery, and so it left every it left everything intact that would lead you to believe that the title of the movie is honest: uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. 
this may all go out the window when we see the movie. Maybe it may blow us away. Sure. Just, it's not going to keep me from going to go see it. No, not obviously. At all. No, 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 no. It's just I. I just doesn't set well with me because I was so. St- stoked for it and then we had that little teaser trailer which is just a small snippet of the new trailer which yeah. was superman coming down into the corridor and all those people kneeling, taking it, kneeling awesome. yes kneeling and then him going up to batman ripping off the cowl implying some sort of potential torture scene right. is obviously he's in prison there's some sure. sort of power uh, structure in place there and it's weird because superman is okay with that. He he's accepted the fact that these people are kind of taking a knee. I don't know. That just I was like, oh yeah, I want to yeah. know what's going did, on here. How this? How did this? How did we get to this scenario here? Right. I mean, that's probably what you should do when you see a being like Superman. Like, oh yes, sir. Whatever, sir. Yes, I will kneel down. That's fine. I don't have a problem. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Here he is. I have hung him up for you. Yeah. Have have your way with him. So I really feel like the real title of the movie is Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. I think that's the actual real title. That that feels based on this trailer, that feels like that's should have been the actual title. Now I get it. I guess they feel like they need the keyword stuff. Sure. So they, that people they're just hashed. They're doing the old podcaster trick where you had <laughs> you hashtag things that's so a, you show right. up in Google searches. That's right. Um I guess not enough people would know. And I don't know if world's finest would have been an appropriate title. You know, that's a traditionally when you think of Batman and Superman stories where they're in the story together, uh, world's finest comes up. Right. But I, maybe it wouldn't fit for this because, you know, this is actually them at odds with each other. And I think most of the world's finest stories dealt with them working together a more collaborative type thing. But but I agree with you, Dawn of Justice, and I think people would have been fine with it just being called Dawn of Justice because, sure, Batman and Superman didn't get along at first, but that's not that doesn't need to be the title of the movie if it's actually the Dawn of the Justice League. I really feel like it is. That is really a marketing thing, though. I really sure. do. I think they felt like we we just can't get away with not slapping our two biggest super our two biggest yeah. It, yeah. I really do. I really feel like that's that's the case there. Now, the second, number two, second problem here. Do you only have two problems? <sighs> well, major problems. Okay. I, I'm, I may not have enough energy to continue talking about <laughs> okay. it. I think I know your second problem. Uh, it, it really seems like a stretch now picking uh, who they picked for Lex Luthor. It does. And... Maybe that's me just being old fashioned, wanting to see a more, not necessarily hulking, but a little bit more imposing figure. Uh, the, the, the traditional old school bald head of Lex Luthor, right. Luthor definitely gives him more of a, um, an edge, mm-hmm. make more intimidating. I don't feel intimidated yet. Right. Um, by Jesse Eisenberg, but he see he, he kind of making me think of like the Riddler. In in a in a bad way, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because if you think about it, uh, the the hair that he has in this is very similar to Ed uh, Jim Carrey's hair in yeah. Batman Forever. Be- because long it, gold, he, he's just coming off as like the super smart, rich dude mm-hmm. that wants to meddle in the affairs of other instead of something that's just like actually evil. It doesn't. It's not coming off as evil. It's just coming off as someone who wants. 
I don't know. Like you said, not terrifying, not imposing, not something someone you'd be afraid if you saw them walking down the street. Now he may change our opinion. Sure. But it's not looking good so far. Right. And I mean, and DC is doing a lot of that. Like the Aquaman, they totally changed that costume. Jared Leto is a Joker, totally changed that costume. I'm on board with the Jared Leto version. Sure. And we didn't even see a glimpse of Aquaman in the trailer, which right. is, I'm fine with. Sure. You don't want to give everything away. I just, I, I guess, at, I'm just apprehensive. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how this is all going to work out. Right. I'm sitting here thinking, you've given me all this now. Yeah, what do you have left, if anything? And I you guess that's the—I guess that's the overall concern, right? And I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's not going to be a Fantastic Four, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think it could be. No, but I, know, I mean, I think marketing apparently has done something brilliant, though, because we're freaking talking about it on our show right now. Yeah, we're giving a whole segment to this trailer, so it's at least generating buzz. And I don't know if the old adage "any publicity is good publicity." is going to hold true for this, but I think they got a lot of people at least talking about the movie. And so we'll see. I mean, I don't want to see it less, but I'm like you said, I'm a little more apprehensive and nervous than I was after the first trailer. Cause the first trailer I was like, yeah, this, this is it. This is going to be good. So we'll see. Did you have any other problems? There's beyond? only one other issue. And um, at the end, Batman's holding a gun. He's got a gun in his hands, hmm. like an A. It looks like an AR, and maybe I'm not seeing it right, but I've looked at it. I paused it. He's holding a gun, and that is just not anything Batman does. He hates guns. Guns are what killed his parents. He refuses to use guns. So I'm like, why does he have a gun? That's like a gun gun. So that, I don't know. Not I'm, the worst kind of gun gun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not one of those, not one of those at all. But that I'm bastard. It uh, it that I don't makes know. you concerned. I, I don't want them to change. Like I get that he's angry and he's doing everything, trying to pull off all the stops to to stop Superman. But him holding a gun and having guns on his plane, shooting Batman. I don't know. It's a little weird to me. And so I'm I'm hoping they don't rely have him rely too heavily on guns because he's known for his gadgets and his fighting ability and i think that's one of the things that makes batman cool or his i would i would argue that he's more well known for his brain yeah he's brilliant so i'm with you that's a little bit of a concern but is this really out of the ordinary for the uh, DC movies this this ramping up sure. of their universe. You got to remember they they they're behind they they're behind. They are. Marvel's got quite the jump on them. They do indeed. And I think there's a big difference between what Marvel's doing and what it looks like DC's trying to do, yeah. which is definitely skew a lot darker. It doesn't seem to there there just isn't as much humor in the DC uh, no. movies so far and that remains to be seen if that's going to be something that they continue to uh, adhere to. But if you're concerned over Batman having a gun, yeah, what were your thoughts on Superman breaking Zod's neck? I was, I wasn't okay with that either. Like he he doesn't kill people. He's killed a couple people ever, and that's only when he was forced to. But I felt like that was really not true to his character, and mm. that was my biggest complaint about that movie was that he killed him because I felt like he could have incapacitated him. He could have stopped him from turning his head. He was totally in control over his body. So I don't know why he didn't. So, and I get why they did it. 
now if they're using Zod to make Doomsday, he had to be dead. So maybe that was all planned from the beginning. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that. I, I enjoyed the first movie, but I didn't enjoy that part. Hmm. Well, the, there was another thing in that movie that didn't stick or set well with me that really sticks out. Mm-hmm. That's all, all in the same line. And that's when Kevin Costner. Yeah, no, that was a great scene. That was, that was a great scene. powerful scene. But he suggested that maybe when Clark was younger, that he shouldn't have saved that bus full of kids. Yeah. I'm like, you're not yeah it's not that, time for the world to know who you are so you should have just let them so die so we let people die because we're scared of what i guess the sacrifice yeah. the few to save the many yeah i guess but that's just it don't feel right I, it I, doesn't feel right i, agree I just with you. have a hard time i get where they're coming from as a parent wanting to protect your child you you might be he might have been willing to sacrifice those other people. Sure. Ooh, that's that doesn't it, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel right to me. It's tough. <laughs> it's a tough decision. And I agree with you. There's a lot of I there's a lot of things that DC is doing, and I feel like they're maybe changing the core of the characters in their movies a little more than they should. Hmm. And Marvel isn't doing that. I feel like all of the Marvel characters are like fairly consistent. Fairly consistent with the comics. Tony Stark for sure. Thor for sure. I mean, all of them. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah, these are them. This okay. is who we've read our whole life up till now. And I feel like DC may be changing it a little bit. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to see. Yeah, we're I'm still going to watch We're going to see how it works out. I just not, not happy with the trailer. Right. It just, and the fact that it was on Jimmy Kimmel, God, <laughs> I have Jimmy Kimmel DVR'd twice. <laughs> on my on my TV, and it just aggravates the shit out of me. Mm. I, and I, I'm like, I want to delete it, but I don't really want to delete it because you know it's nice to watch it on your big TV. But whatever. Well, that was kind of depressing. <laughs> was it just a little? Well, and the other things that are kind of on my list now that I think about it are a little depressing as well. Is there anything not depressing on this show today? Are we in a depressed mood? Do the uh, holidays make us depressed? Maybe. Yeah. We'll get over it. Probably. I was ma- thinking maybe it would make sense for us to go ahead and do the best thing ever segment. Oh, okay. Kind of maybe lighten it up a little bit before we darken, before we draw the shades again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll turn on the light for a second and then take it away. So what is your best thing ever? Best thing ever this week for me my best thing ever there's a show that i watch on twitch every week it's on thursday nights and if you don't know what twitch is twitch is a live streaming service where people play video games board games do talk about games and things like you just it's an app you can get on your phone you can get it online it's twitch if you don't know what twitch, twitch. is just look at it i've had a twitch before are you twitching what, now what is it what is twitch what is twitch what do you mean what what is that the, the service Twitch? Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's it's just an online thing. What do you mean online thing? You, it's, it's a website. Is it like YouTube? Kind of, but it's live streaming. And so there's a of lot of, what? of people playing games. <laughs> what? That's what they do. <laughs> they play games. Like, vi- like video. You're like you watching game. people play games? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> like video, <laughs> video games, board games, things like that. What? Yeah, all the time. Are yeah. you... 
Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. You don't do wait, that? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're playing a game. You're playing a game. No, I'm not playing the game. I'm just watching someone play the game. So you're not, you're not even participating. No. You're, this makes no sense to me. It makes perfect sense. Cause Why? Because there, there's, you could watch any game and you can watch people. Uh, oh, oh, so this is no different, different than watching in a sporting event. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so it's like football. Or basketball or baseball for nerds. Or for nerds. Yeah, like I watch. People, okay, I watch people play Dota too all the time. What the hell is that? It's a it's a, it's a MOBA. I, it's, okay. yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. What? League of Legends all the time. And then, the, but this one, this one, you, you, I don't know if you'll like it actually. But uh, it's the game. It's a it's called Critical Role. It's on the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel. And Geek and Sundry does a bunch of shows that I like, like Tabletop, which you watch Tabletop. I watch Tabletop. So you sure. watch people play games. Well, but they're doing a review. And, but they're also playing the game. They play the game and review it while they're playing it, right? Right. Okay. But it's for fun, not yeah. competitively. Well, yeah, this isn't competitive. People are playing for fun. <laughs> so the show is called Critical Role. And what it is, is it's a bunch of voice actors get together and they play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that sounds interesting. It is. And they do their characters and they all have voices for their characters. Ooh. And the guy who, the DM, his name is Matt Mercer, and he's a really popular voice actor. He's on like every video game you've ever played. He's on a lot of cartoons too. Like he's out there. I don't play video games. Well, you should. You play Madden. So I don't think that counts as a video game. That's probably true. <laughs> so it's been on, I think this was like episode 34 or 35. Okay. It's on every Thursday night. And they're in the middle of this really awful campaign where the six of them are trying to infiltrate this castle. Is this about politics? No, no, no. It's a, it's a made up story that they oh, play. They're not campaigning. No, no. It's like, it's like they're playing a story. They're telling a story while they're playing, and the story changes depending on the actions that the players take and the roles that they make. And it's very entertaining to watch. It's very tense, and they throw music in the background. So, like, when they're fighting, there's, like, battle music, and when they're talking, there's, like, ambient noise, like they're talking in the in the street or something to, like, a merchant. It's a lot. It's way cooler than, apparently, this look on your face. This sounds is. very nerdy. It is super nerdy. But this week, <laughs> it's supposed to be a two-hour show, but lately it's been like- Two hours? Yeah. Two, it starts at nine on Thursday nights. I watch it every Thursday night. And then lately it's been three or four or even five hours. So like up to one- What? I'm serious. Do you watch the whole thing? Yeah, because it's live. So you have to watch it live or you can wait until the next Monday and they rear it on YouTube. So you could watch five hours of YouTube on Monday, or but it's- more fun to watch live because other people are watching and chatting in the chat room. I think you're the only one that watches this. Oh, no. I mm. don't think anybody else watches they, this. They no. Have, no, no, no. They no, have no. Over, they, no. <laughs> I promise. They, they have over 80,000 people watching live usually. 80,000? I think they have one person watching it 80,000 times. You can't do that. You would have to have 80,000 screens. That's a lot of people. It is. But this week, they finally get to the boss battle that they've been working towards. Mm. And they're fighting a vampire and a lich who are way more powerful than they are. And they have mind control powers. And the stuff lich like. is more important, uh, more oh. powerful than a vampire. The, the, the lich and the vampire are working together. Oh, they're working together. Yeah. They're oh ma- my God. They're married. Oh, they're married. They're, oh, they're married. They're married. And they're oh, game they're, over. Yeah, I know. Right. Game over. Cause these people are just like <laughs> a half elf ranger and a Goliath warrior. And you're just like, yeah, you got nothing fodder. So they, they, they fought this really intense battle in, 
I know I'm not doing it justice. You have to watch them. No, I don't. Be, to understand, you have to watch. I don't need to understand. You have to watch the show. And it's very entertaining. <laughs> and it's just a really good story. The, the, the core of the game is the storytelling. And they're excellent storytellers. And the people role play their characters as they act, as the characters actually are. Not as they would do it, but they embody the character and make decisions that they feel like the character would make. Not that a real normal person would make. And it's entertaining because they get into some terrible situations and make terrible decisions that nobody in their right mind would make, but that's what their character would do. And with the voices, they throw in humor because they're all professional actors, so they know how to act and they know how to play off each other. And they're really entertaining. And I, it's one of my favorite things to watch. So, really? Yeah, you should check it out. I mean, maybe not you. What's the name of this? Critical Role. role. Critical Role. Huh. Because it's every role is critical in Dungeons & Dragons. Every role is critical. But it's really entertaining. So check it out. Um, start at episode one. Um, you get the, you get a good backstory, and that way you don't because it's in, the shortest. It is the shortest, and you don't <laughs> you don't come in the middle of like a campaign where they're like, how on earth did they get? Here? I what don't are they doing. I I can't keep up. I don't even know what's going on. Right. I've got thirty four episodes to watch, three hours a piece. Oh my god, that's a hundred and something hours of my time. Vampires and liches. Yeah, but it's cool. And liches be crazy. <laughs> liches be crazy. I enjoy it. And I'm, I like Dungeons and Dragons. It's a game I like to play. I just like role playing games in general. Well, I know you like games. And they, I like games too. Yeah, but I mean, role playing games are, are fun. It's a different kind of animal, so it's just fun to kind of get lost in a story like that and be a part of it. I think we need to start a role playing league. Yeah, is that what you call it? <laughs> a campaign. <laughs> campaign. Is what we call oh, it. Oh, it's yeah. campaign. Yeah. Are we politicking again? No, we're not campaigning for nothing. It's just. It's like. I can be the mayor. Sure. I'm good at shaking hands and yeah. kissing babies. Kissing babies. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Or kissing hands and shaking babies. Whichever. Ooh. Whichever. But yeah, that's my favorite thing. And I, I was really happy that they survived their encounter because most of them almost died. <laughs> because when you're fighting a vampire and a lich, they have some powers that you're not quite ready for. So that was my favorite, best thing this week. Hmm. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to watch them all. I can't wait. But as I sit here and make fun of you watching some other people play a game, right? my favorite thing, my best thing of the week, yeah, best thing ever, best thing ever, whatever we're calling this segment, best thing ever, ever, okay. best thing ever, is watching a man drink whiskey <laughs> for 45 minutes. Wow, this would have to be quite the man. If you're going to have him it's, just watch him drink whiskey for 45 minutes. It is not just a man. It is the man. The man. Nick Offerman, just, they just released a 45-minute video of him sipping whiskey in a leather chair by a crackling fire. Yes. And it is wonderful. Did you watch all 45 minutes? I did. Twice? Well, not twice. No. But no, it was, it was really good. And... <laughs> What's even better is someone that did watch the whole thing multiple times wrote a timeline breakdown of at the different time marks what he did. Because it's not just him sitting there, it's him sipping it, but he's still acting. There's still some subtleties about it that is hilarious. He'll sip it, kind of cock his eyebrows a little bit. You can really see him enjoying it. That's awesome. And it was it was awesome. And it it's one of those things that I think could be a perennial get into the mood of the holiday season favorite. Sure. 
I mean, when, I drink whiskey all the time, but by a crackling fire, that's that's taking it up a notch. Would it? You know, it it always takes me a little bit to get into the Christmas mode oh, yeah. in the holiday season. But once I get in, I'm in all the way. You're it's sold. Just, yeah, absolutely. But I got to get there. And I want I'll I will tell you watching that this week helped tremendously. Did you get out all your long sleeve shirts and your stocking caps? Well, what am I wearing right now? That's true. Flannel. Flannel. That's right. I, I haven't brought out my flannel yet. I'm gonna go chop some wood. I might as well. Or whatever those kids are calling it these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a kid. So that was my best thing ever. Wow. I mean, I'll watch that. I'll watch 45 minutes of some dude. If you're going to watch five hours of some assholes playing some game that you're not even participating in. I feel like a member of the game. Then you can watch a 45-minute video it's of a like dude watch- sipping whiskey. It's, it's like watching a movie, but you get to use your imagination. you, you got to use your imagination. I just just watch a Hitchcock movie. You I mean, have to use your imagination doing that. It's different. It's How? Different. Because it's set in a fantasy-based realm. Oh, is that... Is that your only argument? That's that's the, all I need. <laughs> okay. Points. Fair. Points. Fair enough. So Thank you. Check that out. Critical Role and Nick Offerman. Sipping whiskey. We'll have that shit in the show notes. Yeah, for we sure. will. Faux show. Faux show. It's the time to get dark again. I guess so, but okay. we have to do it. Do we? Because it... We, earlier this week... Oh, no. We lost Scott Weiland. We did. At a much too young age of 48. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. And I thought that we should give him the respect that he deserves for his contribution to music. Which is great. I think it's great. I think think a lot of people are now maybe going to take the time to – take a step back and re-listen to his music and really understand what those contributions were. Mm-hmm. I think there are some of us that knew that already, but I think, I think we need to take the time to just kind of talk about him a sure. little bit I would agree. and maybe go over our favorite songs or albums. I, I, I probably stay within the realm of Stone Temple Pilots because for me that's where it's where he made his name for himself. It's where he made his name it's where all the I think the best stuff came from. I mean there's nothing wrong with Velvet Revolver. No, and he had he did a lot of other side band stuff, but honestly, they're toward the I it's weird to say this now, toward the end of his career, uh, some of those side projects just I don't know, they didn't really do anything for me. Right. I agree with you strongly. So where do you want to start? I'm just going to start with the fact that that's one of the first, uh, when I really started getting into music and I started shifting into, um, you know, you, you, you don't just go jump right into hard black death metal. You you don't, you don't just jump into that. I mean, it's, you have to work up to it. You, you can hear it. But until you have a kind of a buffer in between, you, you don't, can't you appreciate don't get, it. Yeah, absolutely. you can't appreciate it. it. Maybe on a rare occasion, you could maybe 
I mean, that's not going to be the first music you hear anyway, right? Better not be. No, it's not. No. I mean, unless you're... Unless your mother's listening to that while you're in the womb. Or unless your father... God bless her. Unless your father is Rob <laughs> Zombie, then maybe. Maybe. But other than that, probably not. Another, yeah, absolutely. And so it's going to be a, a progression, right? Right. And so my progression started with my dad really liked bands. I mean, I grew up from the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So I come up through the 70s and my dad liked a lot of the... The, the progressive things that were coming out of the seventies. Uh, and you, know, one of the, you, you know, if you want to go back to hard music, you could, you could go all the way back to Chicago and some yeah. of their songs, but anyway, love Chicago. Yeah. So my point is, is that it was, it was a steady progression. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I'm becoming a teenager and I'm starting to branch out, I hear this, this new group, Stone Temple Pilots and I'm like, man, this sounds really good. I get the album, I play it, and it's it just changed the way I thought about music. Yeah, it's one of those albums where you hear it and you're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you have to because there's if you don't react that way, um, you're not listening to it correctly because it's different. It was different than anything that had come out before, and the fact that their first album came out in '92, I didn't realize it was that early. I thought it was like mid '90s. Mid '90s, yeah, you're right. '92. And it's aptly titled Core. Yeah, core. And it's funny because I think this should be at the core of any music lover's collection. Yes. This is one, one of the, the this is one of must own album. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, there's so many good songs off that first album. And but, I think I think Core is my favorite of all the STP. Um, I'm gonna agree with you because we were talking earlier and I thought maybe purple. But then I the went, second album, yeah, yeah. But then I went. No, it was back, really good. Yeah, I went back and listened to both of them again. I'm like, no, nah, mm, core is better. Yeah, just marginally, but better. Yeah. And well, the, Interstate Love Song came off of Purple, right? Right. And that's my second favorite song. And then Plush. Plush it, is my Plush is my all time favorite STP song. Yeah, for the, sure. The way this album starts though with Dead and Bloated, you know, with him kind of sounds like he's singing through a megaphone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that snare drum that that's like the most iconic snare drum ever just a two the eighth note beats that it hits and then it just goes you're like okay this is what i've been looking for where has this been my whole life and there was that so there they came around the same time as all these other grunge bands are coming up but to me what was different about them is they were so much more musically they were so much tighter Uh, yeah absolutely i think you could make the argument that Wyland's voice being a deep baritone, especially in his early career. I think his voice changed. He kind of changed his style a little bit depending yeah. on what he was doing in the different uh, side projects he did later on. Mm-hmm. But he started out with that rich, deep baritone, and it really wasn't like anything else at the time. I think if you had to make a parallel, you could kind of see he the similarities between him and Eddie Vedder, but... Yeah, but he enunciates a little better than Eddie. Vetter, yes, he's just kind of out there. But this is not about anybody. Let's not make this about anybody other than Wyland. It wasn't just his voice. It was his look. Yeah. He had the look. Of a rock star. Of a rock star, a front man, more than maybe anyone else at the time. I can only think... You you look back at like your Mick Jaggers, right? Because we had just come from hair metal, <laughs> and you're like, where that's the, right. Where have you been? Like, and 
I mean, hair metal had, had its day, had its heyday, sure. But I mean, coming in from hair metal into this, you're like, okay, that, that's what a rock star is supposed to look like. And, and I think, well, from the ladies' perspective, I'm not going to speak completely on their behalf. I mean, you but can try. I can try. Uh, he definitely had that sex appeal. Yeah. And he was very lithe, very thin. Uh, yeah. Had all the movements. Yeah. But he wasn't, he didn't, he, uh, he didn't dress himself up like some of those hair metal guys where they were trying to look more feminine and, and, and whatnot. And not that that, I don't think that mattered when it come to pulling ass, but <laughs> <laughs> not if any of the documentaries I've seen, but have anything to say, but I never, I, I never caught myself wanting to be like a front man from a hair metal band. No, I could. I do remember seeing guys like Scott Weiland and go, yes, yeah. That that's the kind of that dude I, I do. that I could do that yeah. I could, that's the kind of dude I want to be. So sure. you know, I think he was kind of like almost like what you would call a, a man's man in that sense, mm-hmm. not in the traditional sense like a old time Hollywood actor, but like in a cool ass rock star where it's like the girls really do fall all over him, but the dudes want to be him as well. And yeah. I really got that vibe from him, and I and I felt like he owned. Uh, lived and breathed that persona of rock star, uh, maybe a little much, a little bit, maybe a little, little, yeah. little bit, maybe a little bit more than maybe he should have, right? Sure. And and they haven't released all the reports as to what the exact cause of death was, but they did, right. they did find cocaine on the bus, sure. and so we know that he had a perennial problem. Yeah, it's something and, he's uh, with. I mean, it's a battle for anybody. Absolutely, anybody that gets caught in that battle. That's that's tough. That's yeah. hard to get out of. And and sometimes I, I wonder, you know, how much do we as fans play into that? You know, I, I, I'm not trying to say that we're responsible for some of these folks in Hollywood or, or in the music industry. We're not resp- directly responsible for uh, them going overboard. But uh, how much of that... Uh, Obviously, they're their own person. They sure. take they take responsibility. But do we do we play into that in any in any way? I don't know. From an expectation perspective, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's it's part of the problem. Not a problem. It's part of the the curse of being such a creative person that you have a lot of inner demons that you kind of battle with. And I because because it happens so often, I feel like that has to be part of the issue. And, you know, you talk to the people who've escaped from it. They're like, it's a battle every day. I mean, I, I want it now. I want it then I want it, you know, in the future, but it's something that I just have to battle against. And I've heard people say that fans are the reason that they, that they quit sometimes because mm-hmm. they're like, I, I, I don't want to let you guys down. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people are counting on me and I don't want to let you guys down. So you're the, you're the reason that I quit, but I've heard the opposite too. Like, just the crazy schedule and the touring and the demands that you guys put on me. And so I, it's not realistic and it's not something that I feel I can live up to. So it's, it's hard to say either way. I was just something I was thinking yeah. about. I, I don't know the answer to it. Oh, I don't just, think anybody does. I was just sitting here kind of thinking, you know, you know, how much, how, how much do we play into the expectations, you know, and you, you see people that they just clamor over every word of some of these stars. Sure. And, you know, if we didn't do that, would that give them, would they want to go and push themselves harder or sure. try to live up to a certain uh, standard or, or a certain set of expectations that they feel like there is being put on them because of the demands that we sure. 
kind of put on them. And so I, I think the only thing I could do if barring getting, uh, figuring out what that answer is, I think is not, not ever treat anybody other than them being a normal person. So if I ever had an opportunity, I guess what I'm trying to say is if I ever had the opportunity to meet someone is just treat them as though they're just a person. I I think they would appreciate that. And, and not, follow over myself i think that maybe that's the only thing i could i could do i don't know it's a weird thought it is a weird thought thank you it is <laughs> just well i mean it's not something that you think about uh, i feel like a lot of weird thoughts come out when we're talking <laughs> through this kind of stuff because you know they, they are people too and we forget that you know yeah. just because they're super talented at one thing like we're super talented at podcasting so well like, the whole <laughs> it's, i tried to ignore it but i can't <laughs> good Though I think the whole question kind of came about with, you know, being a parent now, and I think about the expectations that I maybe project on my children. You know, I want to make sure that I'm careful to not, for them to not think that, oh, well, if I don't, if I don't do X, Y, Z, my dad's going to be disappointed in me, mm-hmm. or he may not like me as much. And I, you know, they need that, right? And, sure. and they need that approval. And I, I, if I were to ever find out, find out that my child did something uh, detrimental to themselves because they felt like they needed to do that to make me proud of them or happy with them, instead of them just being themselves, right? I would be devastated. Absolutely. And that's what I, I think. That's where that thought came from. Is like. I was just kind of taking it a step further. It's like, my goodness, is there anything that I do that would feed into this collective uh, idea that someone in a position of, of entertainment would then have this feel like they have some sort of expectation being put on them and I'm playing a part in that. And I don't want to do that. I guess that's all. The yeah, I mean, you take that all the way. You shouldn't put expectations on anybody. The yeah. only person you should expect anything out of is yourself because that's all you can control. And that's so. But thank you, Scott Weiland. Thank you, Scott. Gone way too soon. Yeah. And your music is still, still, it'll stay in the test of time, I believe, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was playing some for my kids this morning. Yeah? Yep. Uh, man, I'm all depressed now. Are you depressed? <laughs> I don't know if we have anything else light and breezy. Do we have anything else light and breezy? Do you have anything light and breezy? You have your rant. You want to do your Is rant? that light and breezy? Do, just do your rant. Come okay. on now. Okay. <laughs> allow, allow JD to retort. Allow me to retort. <laughs> and I don't want to sound petty, but. Oh, I'm going to, but it's, 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 I think you have to now. It's it's inescapable. (laughs) Uh, Social media is something that I don't really enjoy. It's not my favorite thing. If you see my activity levels on Twitter, you might be aware of this. Lack of activity. Lack of activity. I'll tweet every now and then. I've got some people that I enjoy tweeting back and forth with, but. I hope you're socially active in other areas. Oh, so socially active. <laughs> so socially active. I mean, I mean that my, line's deep. That's right. My, yeah. I mean, I've got him I've got him lining up around the block so just, I mean, even if I knocked him out two or three at a time, I'd be there for a while. I know, right? Yeah, I'd have to get a pillow for my back. <laughs> so, so, but there there's this new trend on Facebook and Twitter that I find annoying. And I'm going to go ahead and respond to these people 
they'll post like a quote from something mm-hmm. or a picture with a little quote on it. A meme? A meme, you might say, <laughs> that says like, if a person has – if let this person go and if they come back, they loved you. And if they didn't, they never really loved you. Something like that. One of those cheesy ass right. thing. And all they'll write is this. Just this. Just the word this. What does that even mean? Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean this? What about this? This is what? This is this is important. This is something you should read. This is something I prescribe to. This is something I agree with. This, just this. Not even that. Just the word this. Like, oh my God. It's not Twitter. You don't have a limited amount of characters. You could expound. But why should I? Because this sums up everything that I had to say, which is not original thought. Right. It makes me think of Goodwill Hunting. It's like, do you have any original thought you're going to bring to the table? <laughs> or or, uh, or uh, are you just going to come in here and plagiarize the whole thing? Is that what you do? I mean, you just try to make yourself look smart by ripping off other people? Ah, which is kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah, but I mean. But anyway, I get, your, I get your point. That's what made me think. <laughs> like, that's, I'm like, what about this? Please tell me why this is important to you. Like, mm. if it's a deep quote, tell me something like, this quote meant a lot to me when I was going through a dark time. It helped me get through that. This quote may help you get through your day if you're having a tough time. Something like that. This is this just hit me in the face and made me think of and question things like this. Whatever. Just give me something. Don't mm. just say this. Well, what if they wrote something along the lines of uh what is the other one? What? I'll just leave this here right here i'm i'm fine with that one <laughs> that one i'm totally fine with because they're like hey i that's a i kind of a a cheeky way mm-hmm. of saying hey you should watch this oh i, I okay. think you would like this read this well maybe that's what they mean about just using this no no no, no. so so this irks you this irks me <laughs> This irks me. So if if you do that, you loathe. I do this. If, if someone does that <laughs> on my timeline, which you wish they would write, just say you loathe this. Right. If, I don't know if you like this. Do you hate this? Right. If some, yeah. What? This. How do you feel about this? This. Yeah. There's, there's nothing <laughs> except for this. Right. Great. If someone puts <laughs> this followed by a meme, they immediately get muted. And if they do it more than once, like if they direct message it to me, um, I will unfriend you. Unfollow, unfriend. So, I mean, it sounds petty, but... No, not really. I'm, I just... I, I, give me a little more. Just give me something. That's all I'm asking. Just don't... Ugh. People are lazy. Yeah. And you and I both know that the people that would expound and explain to you why this is important would never post a meme. Correct. Oh. <laughs> so I think that's if you, the answer. If your life can be summed up in memes. <laughs> you need to get out more. I'm just saying. Agree. Read. Read. Read a book. Yes. Read a book. Mm. Sorry. I'm so, no. That's okay. If, if that if you do that, please stop. Yes. That's that's all I'm going to ask. <laughs> Don't do that no more. You, even if you put three, expound. Even if you put three words, this is funny. This is inspirational. This is what. What is this? Just tell me what it is. Yeah. And I will, oh, oh, I would give you a, a virtual hug. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll send you, I will type, I'll tweet you hug. Actually, what I think you should do is if someone starts doing that, you should take a snapshot of it and post it and say this. Nice. <laughs> 
I agree with you. That is annoying. Thank you. Or this is annoying. This is annoying. <laughs> this. Everything I tweet from now on is just going to be this. Just the word this. Oh, my goodness. I think, oh, I'm going to get some hate mail. Are you? I hope so. I hope so. I'd like to get any mail. <laughs> I, miss, I haven't gotten any Christmas cards yet. You haven't? But that's no? okay. No, I moved, okay. so nobody has my new address. <laughs> so, an update from the Enthcast archives. Ooh. What oh. episode was the Ant-Man episode? Do you know off the top of your head? No. That was like, what, 33 or 36? I have... One of those. <laughs> well, anyway. I have no idea. Anywho, we went on... Well, I went on a rant about... Well, first, we talked about the Cobra in Austin. <laughs> yeah, we that did. Was, I remember that. That created a hysteria, and why wouldn't it... Cobra. Because if there's a motherfucking cobra loose. It's a monocled cobra. <laughs> monocled. Monocled I cobra. I forgot it was a monocled cobra. Monocled cobra. That son of a bitch was loose. <laughs> and it find it. Hyster- Stop everything. Everything. <laughs> City shuts down. Find this cobra. We're not doing nothing. Are you going to go to work today? Nope. Nope. Why not? They still hadn't found the cobra. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> no, this cobra could be anywhere. It could. It could be at work. It could. Yeah. It's not okay. No. It's not okay. It's not okay. I'm with you on that. Well, they found it off of 35 there in Austin, not far from the Lowe's parking lot where (laughs) the young man who was transporting the Cobra, uh, I guess, had lost control of it or it got out or got loose. Lost his fight with the Cobra. (laughs) He definitely lost his fight. But it had been run over by, I guess, it went to the highway and got run over. Good. So we had talked about that, and I think I had mentioned that there was, uh, at the time, the law authorities were investigating a potential suicide by Cobra c- c- scenario hmm. by Cobra. And I am sorry to say that that is absolutely true. Really? This young man, Grant Thompson... 18 years old from Dallas. Lord only knows why he was in the Austin area and stopped in the Lowe's parking lot, took the Cobra out of its cage, allowed it to bite him in the left shoulder. And then he had multiple bite wounds on his arms. Oh no. And in the autopsy report, there was no sign of struggle. He just let it happen. And they say that because he was right handed, it biting him in the right shoulder was consistent with that. Or excuse me, the left shoulder. Yeah, because he just held it yeah, up there. Yeah, he let it. So he would have picked it up. And and then there was no sign of him retracting or shirking back from any of the bites. Wow. And. If you weren't depressed before. Uh, yeah, but I felt like. Well, first of all, I had promised I would do an update. You did. And here it is. Thank you for following through on your promises. And I'm sorry that this there's there's been a lot of bummer things in this episode, but I can't get over where do you oh, they also said that he had suicidal ideation. Mm. So I guess they scoured through social media. There sure. you go again. Proves uh, that it's good for nothing. <laughs> and gathered evidence that I don't know if he talked, however they come to that conclusion, but 
that is just a strange, that is, I can, th- I guess what yeah. I'm trying to get to is that there's better, if I was going to do that, there seems like there'd have been a better way. Sure. I mean, but, but that, that should never be the answer. No, absolutely not. And I guess the thing that I really kind of want to discuss a little is I'm trying to get, I'm trying to put my brain, trying to put my mind into this situation and think, where do you have to get to? What place do you have to get to, to allow this to happen? To, to do this, knowing that it's going to hurt and it's going to take, you know, at, at the quickest you would die. Yeah. Roughly would be, it could kill you as, as quickly as 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's 30 minutes of excruciating Agony, yeah. pain because, and, and this guy was a animal enthusiast. Mm-hmm. He, he, from a ver- early age, that's all he wanted to do. And he, he started getting trained in it and he knew how to handle these things. And he knew what he was doing. Mm. If he knew what he was doing, he knew what was involved. He knew that the pain it would be initially, and then not just that, but the pain of things shutting down yeah. and you not being able to breathe, and it would be slow and painful. Yeah. And that makes me very sad. Yeah. That makes me very sad. And I think the only thing that I want to say to that is, where were the people around him? Yeah. Did they not see these signs? If he had suicidal ideation, if he was there, there there's proof that he was contemplating this or thinking this or talking about this, where were the people around him? And so all I want to say is I need to do a better job about paying attention to the people around me because this is not, it's never okay. It's never okay. And it's not, you know, God love him. I'm sorry. He must've been in some sort of pain and he felt that was his only way out. But I just don't feel like that's, I don't feel like that's the answer. I think we have a responsibility to, open up our eyes and sure absolutely and, and help each other. And that, that's the only thing I've been thinking about this whole time. That's, I just, I want to throw that out there because well, we get caught up, we get caught up in our own things so much and, and we don't, we don't take the time to see the reality of other people hurting and emotional pain. That kind of distress is a real thing. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, it makes you do. Yeah. Things that I, I just, I'm just flat. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. I'm I'm at a loss of words, and I and that's that's not normal. For that's me. not normal. That's not normal. Yeah, for I me. mean, and it's just like if if that's if that's you, if you're feeling that you're listening to the show, please you could tweet, email either one of us, and we would of course reach out to you. But there's got to be people around you that you can talk to. Don't yeah. don't if that if that's something that you're thinking about, don't don't do it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I mean, I've had close friends commit suicide before, and it's not. And, and it's, you know, something that I think about still, and it kind of haunts me that like, why, why didn't I see it? Why, yeah. what, what did I miss? Yeah. And it's tough. I agree with you. And then the fact that he did that is kind of, yeah, it's depressing. It's very depressing. So, and so, I'm sorry to be depressing. I'm yeah, sorry to be right. a downer, but I actually felt, I don't know. I felt it was too important to, sure. to talk about. It just, it just makes me sad. Yeah. It just it makes me sad. I don't, I don't want to see kids do stuff. I don't, it's just too young. Yeah. Just too young. And, and this week it was just, just filled with, with instances of people leaving way too early. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but again, that's life. It is. And so. It is. But, uh, hmm. hey, so let's make, let's end this with a positive note. Please. Let's do that. Tell somebody you care about them. Yeah. Tell, tell the people that you love, that you love them. Give somebody a hug. Yeah. 
And don't post a meme that says <laughs> this. This. Tell someone you love that you love them. That's not okay. Don't Just be, actually tell them you love them. Don't be afraid to tell people how you feel, even if you feel like they will reject uh, you in some way. I feel like you're talking straight to me. <laughs> I, I am kind of. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Thank you. Have the courage to tell someone how you feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. <laughs>